Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. In this week's episode, Drake and Meek Mill rekindle their beef. And in the Dig Deeper segment, I'll unpack this whole Kanye West Wiz Khalifa controversy. Stay tuned for another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. Welcome to episode 21, everyone. Um, We're going to jump right into this because we've got a lot to talk about. Everyone decided that this was the week that they were just going to act up. So we're going to jump into this day in hip-hop and R&B going to come back with the press play segment talk about some beef some releases and then the dig deeper segment um you know we're going to discuss Kanye West again but I can promise you it won't be as positive as the last episode so let's jump right into this day in hip-hop and R&B so we're going to look at February 3rd um we're going to look back in the past and see what was happening in hip-hop and R&B uh, once again, there's not a lot going on for this day. Um, we do have a few things. Um, let's just kick it off. In 2008, Adele went to number one on the UK charts with her album, 19. Now, this was her debut album. And, you know, it's really just interesting to see how far she's come. This album debuted at 61 in the United States and took about a year to sell around 850,000 copies. Now, her second album, 21, sold 2 million copies in a year. And her most recent album, 25, has sold almost 8 million in two months. So, you know, Adele definitely rode the wave um, to the top and is a achieving incredible success um so shout out to Adele you know 
she started from the bottom and now she's definitely at the top. So shout out to her. Um, we're going to jump into the Billboard 200 where we look back at the Billboard charts um, for February 3rd and see what hip-hop and R&B albums were at the top of the charts. So we're going to start in 1984. Thriller by Michael Jackson, still on the charts. No surprise there. Um, 1989, Don't Be Cruel by Bobby Brown was number one on the charts. Uh, This was Bobby Brown's second album, and the biggest hit off this album was definitely My Prerogative. So yeah, that's definitely one of Bobby Brown's, you know, most popular songs. Um, Roni was also on this Don't Be Cruel album. But yeah, um, this album spent, I think, about six weeks on top of the Billboard 200. So you'll definitely uh, be hearing more about it in uh, future weeks. Um, He won his first Grammy Award for this album for Best Male R&B Vocal Performance um, in 1990 for Every Little Step. So, you know, Bobby Brown was killing it. Um, This album has gone seven times platinum um, in the United States. So if you were going to listen to any Bobby Brown album, I would definitely recommend this one. So in 1991, To the Extreme by Vanilla Ice, um, still on the charts. Um, In 1993, The Bodyguard by Whitney Houston, the soundtrack is still on the charts. 1994, Music Box by Mariah Carey is at number one. And it's interesting because, you know, it seems the public, uh, you know, decided in spurts, you know, in 1994, what was the number one album? Like, it was Doggy Style by Snoop Dogg. Then it's Music Box by Mariah Carey. And those albums just kind of flip-flopped at the one and two um, for a few weeks, so that's pretty interesting. Um, 1999, Made Man by Silk the Shocker um, is at number one. Uh, 2004, Speaker Box, The Love Below by Outkast, in my opinion, their best album, number one on the charts. 2005, The Documentary by The Game is number one on the charts. Now, this was The Game's debut studio album and he definitely came on the scene in the right way you know this album is easily one of his best the west coast hip-hop sound is all over it um you know he really you know came onto the scene in a great way this album had dreams by uh which was produced by kanye west hated or love it and how we do both featuring 50 cent classic game songs um you know, Start From Scratch featuring Marsha Ambrosius is a good song. Uh, Where I'm From featuring Nate Dogg, Like Father, Like Son featuring Busta Rhymes. This is a great game album. Uh, he really came hard for his debut um, and really, you know, took West Coast hip-hop, you know, to another level. So, shout out Game and definitely listen to the documentary if you haven't heard any of Game's music. Um So yeah, in 2005, the documentary was number one on the charts. 2006, Unpredictable by Jamie Foxx, still on the charts. Um, In 2012, 21, of course, by Adele, on the charts, number one. Um, So that wraps up the Billboard 200 segment and 
the This Day in Hip Hop and R&B segment. After a short break, I'll be right back with the press play segment. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. Let's jump right into the press play segment. So we're going to start things off with Drake and Meek Mill. Now, last time we saw them, um, you know, Meek Mill dissed Drake. Just as a recap, Meek Mill said Drake um, didn't write his own raps. He was a ghostwriter. He was mad because Drake didn't, you know, tweet out his album link, whatever. Drake came back with Charged Up. Uh, diss track Meek did nothing Drake came with back to back probably one of his biggest songs it's nominated for a Grammy it completely destroyed Meek Meek came back with this weak disc called Wanna Know it was terrible uh, the WWE even threatened to sue him because he used like the Undertaker's theme music in it so he had to take it off SoundCloud um, he continued to you know say things about Drake while he was you know doing shows, you know, just taking L's, you know, the whole time, you know, memes left and right, um, and, you know, it pretty much died down, Meek obviously has been taking L's since then, but Drake moved on, you know, Hotline Bling video, you know, Apple, uh, Apple Music show, he's doing it all, doesn't really, hasn't really phased him, um, so things escalated again this past week, um, on, OVO Sound Radio, of course, this is where Drake drops everything. Um, this past Saturday, Drake um, dropped a new track. It's called Summer 16. Now, it's the first single from Views from the Six, um, his album. Um, Drake disses Meek Mill in the first verse, you know, the second verse kind of flips, and he disses Tory Lanez a little bit, um, so the peculiar thing is Meek Mill also dropped a diss the same day, 15 minutes after Drake dropped Summer 16, but Meek Mill's diss was, you know, reacting to the things Drake said in his song, so, (sighs) <sighs> this is so ridiculous. So in Drake's song, he talks about how when Meek was in Toronto for the Pink Print tour, you know, in his hotel, Drake and his people got a room directly above Meek's and started playing back-to-back through the floor. Like, they, <laughs> he basically mocked Meek and played the diss track, like, before he released it, or maybe the day before, through the floor... So me could hear it. Um, what else does he say? And then, you know, Drake just kind of flexes on him. Um, you know, and then just starts to talk about, you know, how cool he is and how, you know, he used to want to be on Rockefeller, but, you know, now he turned into Jay. Talked about how he has a bigger pool than Kanye. Um, you know, he kind of dissed Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez and Drake have had like a mini beef um, since like last year. Um, Tory Lanez is this Toronto artist. He had that song called Say It um, from last year. 
but um so Tory Lanez basically said that he doesn't like how Drake is calling Toronto the six. Um, and, you know, a lot of stuff like that, taking some subliminals at Drake. And, you know, in the song, Drake pretty much says, like, yo, you, you all used, used to want to be me a little bit. And, you know, take some, some small subliminals. Although he says, all you little, like, little boys in the new Toronto want to be me a little and the new Toronto is the name of Tory Lane's like most recent mixtape. So, you know, kind of subliminal. But anyway, Drake does says all these things. 15 minutes later, Meek Mill drops uh the second installment of his like Dream Chaser 4 EP or his 4 for 4 EP. Um and he releases a song called War Pain. And in War Pain, he he, you know, addresses Drake's words from Summer 16. Okay, so there's some issues here. Meek Mill dropped a disc that directly addresses everything Drake says in Summer 16, but Summer 16 dropped just 15 minutes before. So there's only there's there's so many like you know, thoughts and theories about what happened, but there's no way that Meek heard Summer 16 and has just decided to, you know, pin something and record it in 15 minutes because he literally was at a Sixers game when, when it, like, when it dropped. So, that, that's out of the question. There's a theory that Drake does actually have a Ghost Rider and the Ghost Rider sent Meek Summer 16 and that's how Meek knew what to write to. There's a theory that Drake, just to mock Meek, sent Meek Summer 16 ahead of time to let him know what's coming. Um, None of it really makes sense. Something's going on. A lot of people are saying that maybe this beef at this point is just promotion. It's just staged. And they're just, you know, doing this, you know, get more fans and to keep everybody interested. I don't really believe that, but something doesn't make sense here. There's no way that Meek should have known what Drake was going to say, you know, ahead of time. So I don't know what's going on with that. But here's what I will say. Meek won this round. Because if we're, you know, if this is round four or whatever, and we're taking Summer 16 at face value, and we're taking War Pain at face value, then Meek won, you know? He rapped how he should have rapped and how he probably wished he would have rapped on his first diss to Drake. You know, it's not, you know, mumbling. It's not, you know, completely just like emotion driven. Like it seemed calculated, thought out. He took it slow and he had some hits, you know. So, you know, I've got to give this round to Meek. Um... But it's not over. Meek even alluded on this song that when he drops Dream Chasers 4, his album, that, you know, there's going to be some more there for Drake. And we all know that Drake has this three-peat song, you know, locked away that he could release at any time. And now that, you know, if there isn't anything um, fishy as far as, like, publicity and stuff going on, then... Drake might be a little upset that Meek, 15 minutes later, dissed him, like, with the stuff that he had just released. So, 
something's going on and it's not over. Um, I, this, I guess, leads me to the next point. Drake announced that Views from the Six will drop in April. April 16, because that's 416, which is, you know, his area code. So April 2016, we're going to get Views from the Six. Um, I am, of course, interested to see where this beef goes. Um, it's it's getting really entertaining. So, yeah, that's the update on that. And I, of course, will keep you updated on the Drake and Meek Mill saga. Um, next on the list, DJ Khaled is getting his own Apple Music show. Um, which is dope, you know. He's, he's doing what he should be doing and he's taking the success and momentum from, you know, how big his Snapchat stories have gotten. Um, he's got his own show. It's called We The Best Radio. Um, it's going to be on Beats 1. And the first episode is actually this Friday, February 5th. And it's going to air every Friday um, at 7 p.m. Central. Now, for the first episode, DJ Khaled announced that he will be playing Future's new album in its entirety. So I'm not sure what the album's called, um, but Future is dropping a new album this week, and DJ Khaled is premiering the entire album on his show. So he's doing big things, major key. He's got another one. Um, Future's new album, definitely tune in to Beats 1 um, Radio this Friday at 7 Central to hear Future's album and DJ Khaled's radio show. Um, speaking of radio shows, as I mentioned, OVO Sound Radio had an episode this past Saturday. And during Drake's mix, he, you know, premiered a March Madness mix, remix, by Nas. So yeah, Nods murdered that, um, no doubt about it. Um, you know, that was Future's March Madness song. Nas did a remix. Nas has still got it. He's still one of the best lyricists, one of the best MCs in the game. Um, he's supposed to be coming out with an album. Now, I don't know if that's supposed to come this year, but, you know, I've heard um, that his last album um, with Def Jam... You know, I've heard that he finished it, but, you know, who knows? But he's got something new coming, and we know that he still got it. So, you know, stay tuned for that and, you know, just play all the Nas you have to get yourself hype for more Nas music because, man, nasty Nas is here. Um, Moving on, Rihanna's album. Um, has been released, kind of, sort of. So, she released the album. If you're a title subscriber, her album, um, Anti, is on title. You can stream it now. If you're not a title subscriber, um, you can buy the album off iTunes right now. You can't stream it on Apple Music, but it is available for purchase on iTunes. CDs have not dropped yet. I believe that is happening this Friday. So February 5th, I believe Anti hits physical stores and I believe I believe it'll be on Apple Music starting Friday. But as for right now, if you want Rihanna's album, 
um, you know, get a free month of title or something and stream it that way or buy it off iTunes. Um, but the album has dropped. I haven't listened to it yet because I, I'm a weirdo that likes to collect CDs, like the physical CD. So I'm going to buy that on Friday when it hits stores. But I've heard good things and I'll definitely be talking about it next week. Um, Kanye West will be performing on Saturday Night Live on February 13th, which makes sense. Um, Waves, his new album, um, drops February 11th. So, you know, it'll be fresh. Everybody will have heard it. And he'll probably perform some new music on Saturday Night Live. Melissa McCarthy is the um, host in that episode. So, should be a good show. And anytime Kanye's on SNL, he really turns up. So... Look out for that. Also, um, when Kanye drops new music, you know he likes to do these, like, you know, worldwide viewings. Um, So, he will be premiering season three of his um, Yeezy line, and he will be um, premiering his album in full on February 11th. So, in countries all over, Australia, Austria, Belgium, UK, Switzerland, even in the United States, you know, there's going to be cinemas, you like movie theaters, I don't know why I just said cinemas, (laughs) there's going to be movie theaters where you can go in and it'll be streaming, like, his album live and the premiere of Yeezy Season 3, um... Tickets.KanyeWest.com is how you can do it. The U.S. Um, tickets to get to the U.S. Uh, movie theaters isn't up yet, but I'm sure that'll happen within the next week or so. But I'm going to put the link to it in the description. You can just keep checking back there. Um, and I'll also post on the blog when he puts the link to buy to get tickets for the U.S. Um, the U.S. date. So that's happening. Um... So yeah, that is all I have for the Press Play segment. After a very short break, I'll be right back with the Dig Deeper segment. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. This is the final segment of the episode, the Dig Deeper segment. Let's get into it. Now, this is hard for me to do because Kanye West is one of my favorite artists, favorite rappers, and I literally, my most recent episode is a two-hour-long episode where I talk about how great each of his projects are. Projects are Two hours long. And then, of course, the pendulum swings right back and Kanye does something outrageous. Now, it has not, this has nothing to do with his... Well, it does have something to do with his music. But it's not you know, a discredit to his music. But it's absolutely a discredit to Kanye as a person. So let's just jump into what happened. So, Kanye West changed his album title to Waves. It used to be So Help Me God. Then he switched it to Swish. And then all of a sudden, he decided that he wanted it to be called Waves. Okay, whatever, no big deal. He released, like, you know, 
this cool handwritten track list where everybody that's worked on the project signed. He's like, it's called Waves now. And I don't even particularly expect Waves to be the final name of the project. Like, who knows? Um, Wiz Khalifa took offense to this. Um, Wiz Khalifa tweeted, Please don't take the wave. Max B is the wavy one. He created the wave. There is no wave without him. Um, he said, I'm a wavy baby and I'm not having it. He's the reason I sing on all my songs. That's the wave. If there's nothing with that sound, it's not wavy. Um, he posted some songs, some Max B songs, um, yada, yada. So Max B is this dude, this rapper, you know, wavy was like a phrase and like a style that he did when he was rapping. He's currently in jail, I think for like life or like 75 years um for something to do with murder i believe um but Wiz Khalifa you know is influenced by Max B and his style kind of gets from Max B so he took Kanye uh naming his album Waves um as disrespect so he you know got his twitter fingers ready and he you know typed some stuff off Kanye, I guess, saw this and said, yo, he didn't say it at Wiz Khalifa, but it was obviously in response. He said, all respect to Andre, Harold, and Max B, hashtag waves. Wiz Khalifa then <laughs> responded directly to that tweet and said, uh, uh yeah, I." So Wiz Khalifa seemed, um, he seemed a little salty. Now, Kanye West... I guess, got hip to all of this and saw a tweet on Wiz Khalifa's timeline that said, hit this KK and become yourself. Um, after seeing this, Kanye lost his mind. Um, he took that KK to be Kim Kardashian, Kardashian and thought that Wiz was like, subliminally dissing him and like saying something about his wife yada yada so Kanye decided to make one of his famous Twitter rants and go off on Wiz Khalifa and he tweeted a lot and I'm gonna read them to you he said oh niggas must think I'm not petty because I'm the best that's ever made music I'm gonna stop right there I I love Kanye West he's in my top five he will forever be in my top five. Like that's that's no problem. Um he's not the best to ever make music. And you know, I get that he you know he thinks he's really great, he knows he's a great musician, but one of the best? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. The best? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll continue. So then Kanye tweeted like, oh, that's yay. And I can put his wife's initials on my Twitter. And then he replied to Wiz Khalifa. Then he said, bro, first of all, you stole your whole shit from Cuddy. Second, your first single was corny and most thereafter. Um, he said, you have distracted from my creative process. Um, he said, third, no one I know has ever listened to one of your albums all the way through. Now let's stop here. Um, so far, uh, yeah, yeah, I was on Kanye's side. Like I was, 
you know, I was at school this whole time, and I saw this thing get popped off from the beginning, and I was like, oh, Kanye's coming out Wiz. This is hilarious. Oh, yeah, you're right. I don't think I have listened to a, a Wiz Khalifa album all the way through. Yeah, most of his singles are corny. Um, as far as the whole stealing his style from Cuddy, I don't know. I don't know about that one. But the problem with this is KK is a is is weed. Like Wiz Khalifa has his own brand of weed. It's called Khalifa Kush. And he was basically saying, you know, hit some of this weed and become yourself. So this whole whole rant of Kanye's that got out of hand was because he misunderstood something on Wiz Khalifa's Twitter and decided to go off. And it wouldn't be that big of a deal. It would just be a Kanye moment if he didn't take things too far. The rest of his tweets. Fourth, you let a stripper trap you. Fifth, I know you mad every time you look at your child that this girl got you for 18 years. Sixth, don't ever come out the side of your neck at me. Seventh, I am your OG and I will be respected as such. I'm going to skip a few. Um, tenth, don't you ever in your life speak sideways about a nigga that's fighting for us. I do this for all of us. Number eleven, I showed you respect as a man when I met you. Twelfth, you wouldn't have a child if it wasn't for me. Thirteenth, you own waves, I own your child. So, I don't, I'm not even going to read too many of the rest of them. So, here's the problem. Number one, why are you speaking on Wiz Khalifa's child? And not only are you speaking on his child, you said that you own his child. At this point, I legitimately became worried for Kanye because it's like, yo, those aren't fighting words. Like, Wiz would have every right to completely mess you up over this. You know, even Bun B um, tweeted out while this was happening. He said, yo, if somebody said something like that about my child, I would need to see his plasma. Like, first of all, you took this misunderstanding that's completely your fault, decided to snap off on Wiz Khalifa, and then you tell him that you own his child. And by what reasoning? Are you saying that because, you know, you were with Amber Rose first you know, that you made it possible for him to have a child because they broke up or something? Because, yeah, it, I, what are you saying, Kanye? And then he said, you let a stripper trap you, which first of all is definitely slut-shaming Amber Rose, um, you know, when he's married to Kim Kardashian. Like, we can hit Google right now type Kim Kardashian nude or something like that and we would get lots of results lots of results like number one you shouldn't be saying anything bad about Amber Rose in the first place but since you are how are you going to hold her and Kim Kardashian in a different light like it's like as soon as he got married to Kim everything that she did became some sort of higher you know, higher artistic thing when it, she was doing the exact same things everybody else is doing. Like, she got famous because of a sex tape. And you're trying to say something about Amber Rose? 
The problem is, Kanye is clearly broken up by Amber Rose. Like, he's had two kids. He's married. It's been years. And he is still talking about Amber Rose. Still. Still, bro. Why? She obviously hurt him. She broke up with him. You know, he's heard about it. And so to this day, he can't get over it. So he took this whole Wiz beef. He was like, oh, I got something on Wiz. Ha ha, Amber. And decided to, you know, put that in there. And, you know, he went too far and started talking about the child that Amber Rose and Wiz Khalifa have together. Um, It's not cool. Yay, you know, has this inflated ego. And because, I think because he's such a good musician and he knows he's such a good musician and he knows we know he's such a good musician, he thinks he can do whatever he wants. But he can't. Um, You know, it was... It was fine when it was things that, you know, everybody agreed with. It was like, you know, the whole George Bush thing. It was like, uh, was he wrong, though? And then the whole Taylor Swift thing. It was like, uh, but was he wrong, though? And, you know, you know, Kanye, you know, he speaks his mind. He's opinionated and, you know, he's cool with that. But then there's times where you just go too far. Like, you don't talk about somebody's child like that. And Wiz Khalifa would have every right to completely just, like, beat the crap out of him the next time you saw him so you know it doesn't make any sense Kanye needs to slow his roll you know this doesn't take anything away from waves swish so help me god that's coming out I'm still gonna listen to it but Kanye as a person has become a problem he's opinionated but he doesn't know when to shut up and in this case it's even worse because he came in strong and wrong like Wiz Khalifa wasn't talking about him um, as far as, you know, that KK stuff, which started this whole thing, and then Kanye went too far and started and said that he owns his child. It's it's too much and Kanye needs to he needs to chill out. You know, he tried to, you know, backstep and say a bunch of like positive stuff like, Oh, I'm gonna delete these tweets because it's all positive, positive, like yada yada. But it's too late. Um a lot of people already hated Kanye West. He lost a lot of supporters after all this mess. Um, I still support his music, 100%. Um, everything I said last week still stands. Or not last week, last episode still stands. His music is still great. I think his next album will be great. But you, as a person, it's kind of hard to support Kanye because he does these things that are so detrimental, you know, to his personality like you can say yeah Kanye is one of the greatest musicians of all time with an asterisk that asterisk being but he's an asshole like he and he does whatever he wants and he doesn't seem to care um, what other people think about what he does and it's I don't know he's an egomaniac um, and it's not a good look um, so things things did it in there things got a little interesting after all of this, Amber Rose logged on to Twitter, at which point everybody on Twitter went crazy because they're like, yo, Amber Rose is about to destroy Kanye because he just mentioned her son in this random Twitter beef he's got with Wiz Khalifa. Um, so she logged on and said... Uh, oh, Kanye West, are you mad I'm not around to play in your asshole anymore? Hashtag fingers in the booty ass bitch. 
So she basically is alluding to the fact that her and Kanye got into some anal play. Um, now, I wasn't really surprised. Like, I looked at that tweet and I was like, I expected Kanye to be doing some stuff like this. Like, that's not really jaw-dropping. Um, but Twitter lit up. You know, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. It was like, Amber, you know, we expected you to light into him. But she really didn't. Um, she said some other things like, you're getting bodied by a stripper nigga. Yada, yada. Um, then, you know, as a concert, Wiz Khalifa, you know said some stuff like, Kanye, we coming for you, you know, um, but the beef seems to have died down, just like yesterday, Amber Rose tweeted out a selfie with her and Kim Kardashian, Kanye tweeted out earlier today that he got off the phone with Wiz and they had a nice conversation, all positive stuff, so it seems that things have died down, um, but it was a beef that just didn't need to happen. Like, even from Wiz's perspective, so what if Kanye called his album Waves? I don't care if Max B is, you know, you know the, the leader of the wavy movement. Like, so what? Do, is, is Waves trademarked? Like, are you going to go after Miguel, call him up and be like, yo, you got that song named Waves. I need you to take it down right now. Don't take the wave, Miguel. Like, it, it didn't make sense. Like, why are you why are you coming out here and, like, talking about somebody because they named their album a word in the dictionary? Like, I'm sure Kanye wasn't even thinking about Max B when he named his album Waves. He probably is just with all these creative people and is like, yo, Waves. Somebody joked on Twitter that, you know, Kanye was looking at his, looking at his computer at all the Wave files and was like, yo, Waves, that's the name of the album. So... You know, it didn't really make sense for Wiz Khalifa to even say anything. Like, who is he to say that somebody can't call their album Waves? Like, it, that was ridiculous. But at the same time, Kanye took all this, took a misunderstanding, didn't really think everything completely through like he tends to do in situations like this, and just snapped off on Twitter, got gassed up because, you know, people were liking the beginning of his tweets, and then he went too far. And everybody was like, yo, whoa, calm down, man. Like, you talking about the dude's son. Like, stop talking about Amber Rose. You know, enjoy your life with Kim Kardashian and your two kids. Leave Amber Rose in the past and keep their names out your mouth. Like, keep being Kanye West, one of the greatest producers of all time. Kanye West, one of the greatest rappers of all time. Kanye West, one of the greatest musicians of all time. And maybe try a little better to be a better person. Because as far as his personality goes, it's down there. It's down there. And it's different to have a terrible personality as an artist and as a celebrity and somebody of his stature and status. Um, and to be like that and, you know, you don't really see it. But he is outwardly voicing his opinions and he just doesn't know when to stop. So, you know, I had to talk about this because, you know, Kanye is a is a big part of hip-hop. 
Uh, and after I just did that episode about how great he is musically, here he comes with something to completely mess up his personality. So definitely still support the man and his music. Can't wait for his album to drop next uh, Thursday. But, you know, as a person, he needs to take a chill pill. You know, bring the music, but keep the personality down. Like, take a My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy trip to Hawaii and just don't tweet. Just chill out. We we respect Kanye as a musician, but we do not, you know, need him to, um, you know... He seems to think that we are, like, waiting for, you know, his tweets and his opinions and, like, you know... We're waiting with bated breath. And while I am definitely waiting with uh, bated breath for his music, I don't need him. I didn't need this this Wiz Khalifa beef. It was hilarious, yes. Gave everybody fun things to talk about and discuss. But at the same time, it, it just wasn't necessary. Um, so Kanye is, you know, he's backing up a little. He said, out of respect for Q-Tip, Puff, Hove, Lauren, Farside, Mary, Stevie, Michael, Hendrix, James, Pete Rock, Pac, Marvin. This new album is one of the greatest albums, not the greatest, just one of. So many musicians touched my life and made me who I am. I want to make something great to honor my idols. You know, Kanye obviously had some people talk to him over the past week and was like, yo, what? you just said you were the greatest of all time. You just put this man's child in this random beef and so he backed up from all of it you know but you know it might have been too late I don't know if it's too late to save his you know reputation right now he this may die down um at at some point people will forget about it but he needs to just bring the music I think Waves is still gonna be an absolutely amazing album um because Kanye knows how to make good music. Um, but let's just leave it at that for now. Just give us the music. Um, so yeah, that is that is all I have for the Dig Deeper segment. I had to talk about it. You know, it was, you know, he's one of my favorite rappers, but I I can't be biased. And, you know, I had to speak out against him in this case, but I still look forward to Swish Wave, So Help Me God. Um, coming this or coming next Friday, so that's that. Um, so that wraps up this week's episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. Um, I know it's been a couple weeks since I did an episode; things got a little hectic, but uh, I'm gonna, you know, get back on a regular week schedule. Um, starting this week, so yeah, you know the blog hopeforhiphop.org. I just made an Instagram for the blog; it's hopeforhiphop.org. That's a lie. It's Instagram.com slash Hope for Hip Hop. So um, if you're more of an Instagram, you know, or phone type, um, you know, social media person, um, a lot of the important things that I post on the blog, I'll also post links on the Instagram. um, So you can check out that. The Twitter is TOTB, the podcast. Facebook's in the description. Please rate, review, subscribe. That would really help out. Um, the podcast is definitely still in transition. I've got a lot of ideas. You know, the first segment, the This Day in Hip Hop and R&B segment, you know, 
a lot of the times, you know, there's not a lot going on simply because we're talking about things that happened in the past and someday there may just not have been a lot regarding hip hop and R&B. So I'm thinking of another segment, you know, kind of transition with that first um, segment and also the podcast as a whole and in general, I'm thinking of a lot of ideas um, that I want to you know, interpolate and transition the podcast into. So things are always changing, but, you know, I'm trying to give you all all the things that are important, and I appreciate you all tuning in and listening. So shout out to you all. Um, you're why I do it, and also because I just love hip-hop, R&B, music. I love talking about it. I love discussing it. Um, I love having conversations. So you know, and I want to have conversations with you all. So if you all want me to talk about something or you want me or you or if you want me to talk about it on the podcast or even if you just want to talk to me about it in general, hit me up. Tweet tweet the um show at TOTB the podcast or even email me at thinking outside the boombox at gmail dot com. But you know, I'm always listening and ready to have conversations about, you know, the wonderful music that's out there. So that's all. I will see you all next week on another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.